completely? Uh, I think so. I think they grew too big too fast, but... Yeah. So I want to go back to the, the Tony Robbins stuff, because... I know oh, a lot yeah, of people yeah. are interested. I saw the Netflix special. <laughs> yeah. I know you're a huge fan of Tony Robbins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you ended up going to that retreat. Was that the one in Florida, or where was no, it? No, no. Actually, you know, okay. So there were two things I went to. One, one, and only one was Tony Robbins. And yeah. It was one where. So I think you wanted to know how I got there, like why I went there, and why why Lisa and Brady go there, right? Right. <laughs> so I ended up going there because it was like. Like I told you last night, it was randomly like this thing just popped up in front of me and I had a voice to my head just said, okay, you need to go to this. Uh-huh. This is what you need to do, right? So I told Lisa that and um, she really didn't want to go. At that point, uh, our kids were not that old. Uh-huh. She wasn't super comfortable leaving, but she she knew like, she knew I needed to go and do it. She needed, and I didn't want to go and this do it. This was after your dad passed or before? After. Okay. Yeah, 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 after. Probably a good like... Six, seven months. Okay. Maybe even eight months. I was in a pretty bad place. So, like, mentally, I was just not in a good place. And um, I knew I had to go. So, I told her, I think I should do this. And um, I don't want to do it. I I can't do it alone. I need to do it with you. Yeah. Um, Because I didn't want to do something like that without her and then come back, like, different and have her think I was in a cult or something like that. And right. my wife. The Church of Scientology. And no. Babe, we have a lot to work on. Yeah. She'd be like, what? You yeah. got a lot to work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so good. We, yeah, you got to go with your life partner. But we, we went we went together. Uh, her, her being who she is, she she set her fears aside about leaving our kids. And my mom, my mom flew down and watched the kids. And we flew to the first available. There was going to be one in L.A., but not for a few months. And I knew I had to go. Had, this was something I had to do like right away, like as soon as possible. Right? Yeah. So we went to the one that was as soon as possible, which was New York, okay, in New or New Jersey. And what are those events called? The one I went to was called Unleash the Power Within. Okay. Kind of hokey. Yeah. Um, but like his uh, original books and tapes and. Right. I think he did a book by that. Um, but anyway, it was. Personal um, power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember but, all those. But it was like um, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. It's kind of. I, it doesn't work for everybody, I guess. I don't know. It might not be for everybody, but it was it was really weird. It was like this guy has a. Uh, you go in and like when you go to this event, you're everybody there is totally amped up, right? Uh-huh. Amped up to be there, and it's it's kind of hard to describe unless you actually go see it. But um, he's just this one guy, right? Kind of yeah. a goofy looking big guy. Yeah. Um, but the minute he comes onto the stage, it's like he brings his energy with him and. This was in a this was in a stadium where I think the New Jersey Devils played there. So this was like a, a big a big arena, right? Yeah. Where where it holds like thirty or forty thousand people. Uh-huh. And you would have thought you were at like this this rock star concert. Where it's like the minute this guy comes in, the entire stadium just lights up. Like every he brings his energy with him. He really is a rock star. It's crazy. Yeah. It just he brings, he can bring the energy like up and down and um but, he but anyway. The crowd. Yeah. He um and it's like uh, it's like he's you're there with like forty thousand other people, but it's like he's talking to you. No matter where you're at, it's like he's talking directly to you right uh-huh. there. And um, the stuff that he does, if you buy into it, and you're you're it, it he basically you know, at the end of you know, they're good man. Awesome. Thank you. So the the first like the first night of it, just to give you an example, right? The, the first day, so you, you start like around eight nine in the morning, 
we didn't go home until go back to the hotel until like one in the morning and I don't know how he does it but he started talking around like nine in the morning right and he didn't take a single break I don't think the man went to the bathroom the whole the time? entire no time. breakout sessions or there was there was no I, I think maybe there was no uh, once he took the stage I'm pretty sure he didn't take a single break not a single For eight hours no longer wow. we're talking like 12 hours dude like it was it was insane um and you guys took breaks though right you uh, had to, we probably. took one break before he came uh-huh. and that was it so you just sat there uh, and then, it's like getting on no, a roller coaster. No, you're just sitting. It's like you're, you're, you're sometimes you're, you're just, dude, you're standing. But this isn't an arena. It's just like it's you in an arena. So sometimes or... you're standing up. Sometimes uh-huh. you're jumping around. Sometimes you're, you're doing all sorts of stuff. Uh-huh. And by the end of it, he, he teaches you how to control your uh, how to control your emotional state to where you can you know you can choose you can basically no matter what's happening in your life, right? You get to choose how to interpret. You get to choose. You get to choose what it means, right? Somebody cuts you off in traffic. You you can be pissed off and angry, right? Or yeah. or you can choose like, like, oh man, guy let me go. Guy cut me off, and I got really lucky. I didn't get in an accident and let it go. Yeah. And enjoy the rest of your day. Right? Back to you perspective. Get, you yeah. get to choose. You get to choose how you feel at any yeah. moment in time. You get to choose how you feel. And um, you can actually, you know, he, he teaches you tricks to where you can actually go back in your mind to a point in time where you felt like really, really good. Yeah. Really, really unstoppable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like duplicate the physiology that you were feeling at that moment, um, the breathing, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, anchor that to um, anchor that, that to a, a tiny little physical move that you do or a word that you say. And then when you do that, by the end of the, you know, by the end of the night, by the time you did this one thing, like I would like clutch my fist really, really, really hard. I clutch my fist really hard. Yeah. Nobody even knows I'm doing it. But then, after I do that, I'm, I'm right there, like where I felt completely unstoppable. I can do anything. Uh-huh. I'm totally confident, right? And by the end of the first night, you've mastered this skill, so like so completely, and you're able to do it that. You walk out of the stadium, and this, keep in mind, this is like forty thousand people. You walk out of the stu- you walk out of the stadium, and there's burning coals. Uh huh. Like, like probably like ten or fifteen feet of burning coals that you walk. I remember you this walk stuff. across. They really had it. It was huh? called the firewalk, right? Yeah. And before we went back to our hotels, uh, you know, Lisa and I, forty thousand other people, walked across, like walked across a sidewalk length of hot coals. Barefoot? barefoot? Burning, burning hot coals barefoot. Was it shit hot? Yes. <laughs> and it was, but, but it wasn't anything. Yeah? It wasn't anything. I mean, at the moment I did it because my mind was determined to go over it. Uh-huh. And I, as I was doing it, didn't feel a thing. So they didn't tell you anything or prep you? They just no, said, they did. Hey, the, whole, the whole day you're doing it. The whole yeah. day you're prepping the whole day you're, you're mastering this skill, uh-huh. but you've mastered it to a point where you can actually literally walk across hot coals. Uh-huh. And, and and then, you know, the other the rest of the two days, it was like a two a three-day event, and um, uh, actually it was a four-day event. It was a four-day event. Yeah, it was a four-day event. And um, it was uh, m- more of that, anchoring that, and kind of um, getting, you know, uh, 
how to motivate yourself for longer-term goals, things like that. Good. And it, it, it um, I don't know, the, the best way I can describe it is like, uh, uh, you, when I walked in, it's like I had this, you have like this, you're, you're seeing life like with a big, big sheet of like dirt over your, over your eyes, right? Uh -huh. um, and then like imagine somebody just takes, takes that film of dirt and just like unpeels it from your life and you're, you're seeing the world a completely different way. And that's kind of what it started to happen. Do you feel like so, having the crowd there made it easier for you? Because it's kind of like you're duplicating your neighbors and they're yeah, all enthusiastic about the process. I, it definitely didn't hurt. It definitely didn't hurt. But there's there's just like weird things that happen too, dude. I mean, it's like when I was there, there was the reason I was there was because I was... Um, the reason I was there was because, uh, you know, I was I was depressed and really upset about, you know, my dad dying. And, you know... Um, the seating I got was you were the part like in the in the part it, it was a part where there were um, folding chairs were undone and it was closer to the stage area right uh -huh. but you don't you don't get assigned seating you uh -huh. you basically show up in that section and, and it's first come first serve for that seat right gotcha. you're in that section but you don't have a precise Assigned, seat yeah so, you so when we sections. yeah so we showed up we picked our seats right and then it just turned out, you know, one of the guys next to me was um, was there because, you know, six months before or about a year before that, he was there because he had just lost his father. And so we were both kind of going through the same thing. And he Crazy. had, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really, really, it was really, really That's awesome. weird. So cost wise, I got to yeah. say, and I'm not trying to do a Tony Robbins commercial, right. but I know he's yeah, I know right. he's done a lot of different things. And right. He's, you know what the insane thing is for the you get to the cost thing. Yeah. You show up, and the first thing he does when he gets there is, okay, um, I want you. He tells everybody, I want you to buy into what I'm doing here. Go 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 full out. Go full out and just try it. Right. If at the end of today, uh, you you don't feel like this is for you, uh -huh. just it's fine. Leave. Uh -huh. uh, let my people know you're leaving. We'll give you all your money back, and you can keep all the materials, all the written materials that I'm giving you. Nice. And I don't talk know about anybody. a money back guarantee. You're That's right. Pretty I, awesome. I don't know anybody that left. Yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, we're talking twenty, thirty thousand people, or forty thousand. No, this was like it had to be like it had to be. 30,000, 40,000 people. Wow. I mean, it was like a hockey arena, like a NHL hockey. And this was one day or a multiple days? Four days. Okay, gotcha. It was four days, yeah. Because I saw the Netflix special where they actually did it on That's a like retreat. a week. That's a yeah. different one. Where you really engulf and that was emerge, a submerge yourself. In yeah, that, that one is like seven days, I think. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I couldn't do that one just yeah. because of the timing. I don't think I was meant to for that no. moment in time. But, but he definitely does fill stadiums. I know he came to the Bay Area, and I think it was all sold out. I think the timing was kind yeah. of weird with COVID. But uh, so you you yeah yeah found what you needed out of that particular yeah. Well, that kind of started me on. Like I said, it it it, it it's good for a while. It got me going where I needed to go. It snapped me out of the funk I was in and right. kind of like woke me up to what. You know, life was, was about possible. what I was supposed to be doing, uh -huh. and then you know, um, one of the things I kept doing was okay. I didn't want to lose the momentum, yeah. so I kept looking for something like a different system to keep it going. Uh -huh. And then that's eventually what I found, which wasn't a Tony Robbins thing. It was something completely, but something different. Uh -huh. um, but but still rooted in like personal development, uh, controlling your mind, mm -hmm. controlling how you see things, um, focusing on how you choose on on you actually. Using you know your um, 
using your, your observing mind instead of your perceiving mind uh-huh. to actually consciously choose how you're seeing the world and how you're going to go about living your life. Hmm. You know, um, and so that's what I have now. Like we talked a little bit about it last night, yeah. but it's like I'm doing things. I do things every day habitually. Yeah. That keep me going in that mindset. That keep me in that. That keep me. I like that. I love the meditation. Along. I yeah, do it yeah. as much as I can. But usually, yeah. mine's a little bit in the afternoon yeah. in the sun. Yeah. So, what do you have to say for us common folk? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, what are some tips that you could give some of our listeners on how to kind of balance yourself? I mean, everything's yeah freaking absolutely insane right now with COVID, especially yeah. the Bay Area yeah. being shut yeah. down. Yeah. Effective tomorrow night. What yeah, kind of strategies yeah. and you know, I'm not saying yeah. shoot a ray of sunshine and hope into everybody, but right. what are some things that you can offer that help you keep you stay balanced and I guess optimistic? Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, first the, the one thing is like get into a get into like, like the morning routine that we talked about yesterday. Yeah, that's kind of like a shield for me for for everything everything. No matter what happens the day before, I restart my day with that. Okay, so my mind is getting right, and I'm kind of starting my day with that every single day. Is that okay. more for your mind, would you say, or your physical well-being? Uh, both. Yeah. Both. Okay. Really, really more so, more so your mind. You're, Almost kind of like your reset button. Then. Right. No, that's a very good way to put it. It's a reset button. You're starting over, and, uh-huh. and you know, uh, and the other thing. Um, uh, so I, I, I guess the, you know, the the other thing I would I would say is people tend to um, look at things that are happening to them like the pandemic right like um, God why is this happening to me this is shitty why is this um, why is this happening why me why am I losing my job why like why is this happening to me why is this and <clears throat> you, um, you know. You, you got to look at it more from, okay, you, you can look at this as this is happening to me, right? Or you can look at it as, okay, this is happening for me, right? Yep. You could We could have been anything, right? We, we could have been, we're looking around right now, look at everything that's around us. There's, you know, there's dirt, there's plants, there's, you know, there's bugs somewhere, right? There's birds. Um, the only thing that exists in this world, right, that actually has a conscious... A consciousness, a being, a mind like ours is a human being. Yeah. Of everything that could have been created, yeah. you're here with that one gift that nothing else that's been created has, right? Now, it's up to you how you want to choose to use it. Like I said, you get to use your, your thoughts to create whatever reality you want, right? To see things however you want to see them. So you can choose to see this as, oh, oh God there's a pandemic I might lose everything I may I may go out of business I may or you can look at this as you know okay I'm living in a moment in time that is probably not going to happen for another 100 or 150 years right people are going to read about this in a history book and it's happening to me I'm here right now for a reason right what can I do what can I do to make the best of this what yeah. can I do to um you know, like we talked a little bit about last night. I could pack my business in. I can panic. I can get rid of my rent. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay my rent anymore. I'm not gonna pay any more advertising. I'm not gonna pay any more marketing. I'm gonna cut back and just hunker down until this is all over. Yeah. And hopefully, I'll make it. Right. Turtle up is the term. Right. I like. I right. like that. I might right. use that. Or no one will um, understand it, but you know. Or <laughs> right. Or you can look at it and say, okay, really, I'm in a really unique period of time right now. Yeah. And the way I looked at it is, okay, I have a skill set that not a lot of other people have right now. 
and how can I use it? How can I use it to, to, to serve people out there in a way where I can give them something of value that they're willing to pay me for and make their lives better? And that was how I looked at it. And, and, and as a result of it, my, you know, my business has grown during the pandemic. I have more clients. Yeah. I've, I've helped a ton of people um, that, that I, I otherwise would never have helped. And, um, you know, so I, that's a good way of, of, I think, looking at it. And I guess the other thing is people tend to look at negative emotions or things that happen to them negatively. Because there are situations where, like, you know, something will happen and I'll get really pissed. I'm yeah. very, I'm, I'm really easily agitated. Yeah. I mean, you, you know that, right? <laughs> Me too. I mean, there's, there, I'll, and I'll, I'll just give you a really good example of this is I could be, you know, I would be going for a walk around my, you know, my office. Like there's a block, like a city block where I, where I work. And if I'm thinking about something that I, you know, if I want to, if I want to develop an idea or develop a strategy for something that I'm working on in a case or a business idea, sometimes I'll go for a walk, right? It just, I, I think better when I'm walking. So Do you listen to music or you just kind of? Uh, like, you know, like your friend, uh, gosh, who is the accountant? Will. Will. Will the accountant. He said it's like his meditation. He doesn't listen to music, right? right? So when I'm doing that, I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not listening to music. I'm just thinking. That's your think That's time. That's it. I'm thinking about, okay, what, you know, how, how, can I, how can I make this work, right? How can I make this idea work? What yeah. thoughts can come in? Well, anyway, I'm going for a walk around that like that, and I, I would walk by uh, Trader Joe's, and I would see this line of people. Yeah. Like, wrapped around the building, Right. And they're all there at this point in time to, and this was, this would happen other times too when I would buy, drive by a Target and there, or, or I'd, I'd shop in a Vons, right? And all these people are there to hoard. Yeah. They're, they're there to buy 10 rolls of toilet paper, 16, you know, bottles of hand sanitizer, 10 bottles of infant Panic buying, basically. Panic buying, right? Magpie motherfuckers yeah. who are there to wipe everything out and yeah. they, and, this, they're part of the problem, right? I'm getting pissed just thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, but so so, you know, you can sit there and be angry, which I normally I would have like years ago. Or when something like that happens, and I start feeling angry, I don't ignore the anger, right? Okay, I acknowledge it's happening, but I have a system to work through the anger and to like kind of like go into that dark place. And it's a series of questions that I go through, and then at the end of it. I come out with a different perspective and a different lesson on life. And I do that for every every negative. If I'm angry, I go through it. If I'm really, really super pissed, I have a system where I go through it. If I'm, you know, um, if I'm sad, if I'm happy, I go through it, yeah. right? And um, that's like what I guess what I refer to as like darkness, right? You, you, can, you can, when you're pissed, when you're angry, that's a dark place. When yeah. you're sad, depressed, it's a dark place, right? And people tend to, the reaction, the initial reaction to it is always, I want to run away. I want to get away from the dark place, right? I don't want to be in this dark place anymore. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll ignore it. I'll go eat. Yeah. Um, I'll, go, I'll go have some drinks. I'll go watch Netflix. Uh, I'll, go, I'll take a pill, right? So everybody's got a different right? coping Everyone's mechanism. got a, a sedation, pot. Yeah. People, people will smoke. I see so many people smoking pot. Yeah. Or it's just like, okay. Yeah. That's what. That's your. That's your escape. That's that's fine. You want to smoke pot, but I mean, you're not seeing what I'm seeing when you're high. Yeah. I'm seeing an otherwise like really, really. I've seen a lot of people, really, really smart people, and they're sitting there sedated on a pot, uh, you know, pot, and, yeah. and they sound really, really stupid. Yeah. And it's like, 
look, if that's what floats your boat, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I just don't see... I, I don't see the point of it. So instead of doing that, instead of putting it off and running away from it, you know, that darkness is there, that dark situation that you're put into, it's there for a reason. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not by accident that it's there. You're feeling that because you're supposed to be there. Yeah. So don't run away from it. Run into it. Run into that dark place. Think about it. Turn it over a few times. And if you ask the right questions, when you come out of it, you're going to see why you're there and you're going to come out with a different perspective and a lesson on life that you otherwise wouldn't have seen so when you say and physically well mentally running into that darkness yeah what about the people that don't have the coping mechanisms like you say have yeah, always yeah. sedated themselves yeah, they've always yeah, known yeah. that because it's comfortable yeah, it, yeah. it makes them feel in a better place yeah. whether it's alcohol drugs yeah yeah you name it it's yeah. destroyed millions yeah. of lives yeah fear what what do you tell them that aren't you know as hopeful as you or me or, you know I, you know, I don't, I, I don't, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a good question, okay, and the, the, I guess I'll kind of like, um, analogize this to when, you know, when, when you first met me, I guess, you know, over 20 years ago, right, 20, 25 years ago, yeah. you would see me, and, and if I had an opinion on something like, uh, politics or any really any opinion right yeah. i was just like okay whether or not you ask me about my opinion or not yeah, you if, if anything <laughs> if anything came up right yeah it, you, you were going to hear my opinion yeah. unsolicited which is the most annoying opinion ever right the most annoying thing ever yeah you do that whole blaster shake your head dude yeah right in disagreement and right tell us right and why and, we were wrong right and <laughs> and that never convinces anybody of anything yeah. it's horribly unpersuasive <laughs> And um, it doesn't accomplish the objective you think it's going to accomplish. So, for me, I you know, the best thing I can do is lead by example. If somebody asks me how I deal with it, I'll tell them. Yeah. I lead my life the way I lead my life, and if people people will see how I'm leading my life, and if they're if if they draw something from that, they can help them. Great. If they want my opinion, I'll tell them. Right. Yeah. But I mean, as far as you know. How can you get somebody who's in a dark place and they don't know, you know, they've been sedating their whole life? I mean, I think the only thing you can do is if they come to you and they ask you, just be honest and tell them what you do, yeah. how it's working for you, and and let them know, hey, if you try this, it might work. It might work. And let and, them and then decide. They, but they got to be the ones to do it, man. And I and different and look, this is what works for me. Yeah. For you guys, no rushing, leave, enjoy guys' time. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thank this you. is what works for me. Yeah. This doesn't work for everybody else. I mean, it might not work for everybody else. And if it doesn't, here. If uh, it doesn't, thank you. yeah. <clears throat> how much is it? Is that no, enough? no, it's plenty. No, I'm going to put right. in extra. Don't worry. All right. I got more if you want to. No, 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 we're good, right. man. Yeah. So, I mean, you could, um, you know, the. Uh, it might not work for everybody. If it doesn't work for everybody, that's fine. Just like if somebody else has an opinion on something that differs from mine, then that's fine. Right. It's fine. It's just the way it is, man. And sometimes things are going to happen in the world that don't line up with how I want them to happen. And if that, and if, if that's the case, I'm just going to live my life the best way I can. And and okay. And maybe I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll end up changing my opinion later. Yeah. Who knows? But um, but I think you know that's that's all you can do. That's really all you can do. So you're suggesting to everybody to run into yeah. that dark place. Yeah. It's there for a reason. If so, you're sad if you're sad and you're upset, right? And you're depressed, it's there for a reason. If you're pissed off about something, 
right? It's there for a reason, right? There's been a million times where I've been, you know, I've been furious at something that comes up between Lisa and I, just a, a, fight, a normal, a normal marital fight, right? right. And, and it's something where, uh, you know, in the past, it would it would result in us like not talking for a week and ruining a couple of weekends or something. And now when that stuff happens, it's like I go through the process and I come out the other end of it and I'm like, okay, you know, at best, maybe, you know, maybe we're upset with each other for a day, uh, but normally not even that yeah, long. Yeah, how do you not talk to each other and for we a week? Come, no, I, yeah. Well, we would <laughs> I talk. I know it's possible. We would but, talk. But, but not really you know, talk of anything of substance. Yeah, no, it was just, you know, we were, it was always like frosty, right? Right. And, and instead, you know, I come out of it with a different perspective and, and, you know, a way to learn about myself and things, things that I need to change about myself. Sometimes things that Lisa needs to change about herself and... And we just were stronger because of it. And it's it's the same thing with depression and everything else. Yeah. Every you know, everything happens for a reason, man. Everything everything happens for a reason. And um, that's so just, you know you're you're suggesting that they, they kinda face the fear. Yeah. The darkness. Yeah, yeah. So that they can understand how to get to the light, basically. Yeah, yeah. And the worst look, the worst thing you can do with, with um, the worst thing you can do is like give in to the fear. Yeah. Is, and, and, you know, I guess the biggest thing I've taken from this pandemic is like, and this is one of the, one of the things I, I came to the realization of after, like, after going through this when I was so pissed about everybody standing outside and, dude, why is everybody in such, you know, ira- it seemed like to me just this totally irrational overboard fear of, of a pandemic, right? And, uh, you know, one thing I came to realize was, okay, well, I'm not scared of this pandemic right now, right? But I've looked at a million other things that are far, far, far less threatening than a pandemic that I was scared of, and I was still scared of. Scared of, you know, um, scared of, uh, scared of uh, going to court on a really, really contentious case with uh, with an opposing counsel who's a total dick, right? And I'm anxious and scared before I go to that hearing because I don't know what's going to happen, right? Well, what's the worst that happens? The worst that happens is maybe I don't win the argument. Yeah. No one's dying over it. Right. Right. But yet I'm I'm anxious over that. Or you know I would be anxious over, you know, uh, walk like if I'm in a room like in a networking event and I go somewhere and I walk into a room full of people and I don't know anybody. Because you guys change. No, no change. Is you good? Thanks, thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Thank you guys. Bless you back. Have a wonderful day. All right. Some boxes. Is you good? Yeah, maybe one box. Bring a box. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, but. But the, uh, uh, you know, I was deathly, you know, deathly scared, and I still have, you know, I, I still have trepidation about going and talking to somebody who I don't know, right? Who I've never met before, um, and, and that's again, that's like that's far less deadly than than a disease or a pandemic. But that I was scared of that. So, yeah. I do. I really should I really be that upset about people who are who are, you know. Um, who are, you know, like we said, turtling up, right? Yeah. Or, you know, even last night, I'm like, you know, hey, you can tuck your tail out from between your legs, right? And, yeah. Hey, you're kind of like, well, so you think it's cowardly? And, I, you know, the phrase I used, yeah, sometimes when I get heated up, I do think it's like, yeah, dude, quit being a coward, dude. Yeah. Quit being a, grow a set, go out there. It's, dude, this, this is, yeah. you're not going to die, right? But everybody's wired dude, differently. It, yes, yeah. and it's reasonable to be scared. It's reasonable to be scared of this, and yeah, it, of it's fine. They don't see it the way I do. And, and yeah, and I don't think you're poking fun in any way or or, or, well, being, or passing judgment, but what right. you're doing is basically sharing what works for you. And that's what I appreciate, and that's what I'm always trying to yeah. 
yeah, you know, but get from people. Giving, you know, giving into the, I guess to me, giving into the fear is like the worst thing you can do. So I was always giving into little fears like that, right? Yeah. The big fear like the pandemic, no, I was in a good place, got through it. But it kind of made me realize there's a bunch of little things that I still give into fear on all the time that I got to get over. And yeah. I've been doing that for the last few months. And one thing I've realized about fear is you have to, the worst thing you can do is let it fester. Put it off. Go watch TV, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you realize you're scared or you're, you're fearful of something, it's cool. That means you're about to do something where you're going you're gonna to grow. You're so about, you're to, make, you're about, you're about to make a leap. So when you're fear of it, look at the fear head on yeah. and then and then realize what it is, right? Look at the facts surrounding it, okay? And then actually take an action. Move forward. Yeah. Take an action towards towards whatever it is you need to do and whatever you're fearful. And for me, once I start taking an action, once I do one thing, it's like it it's I'm going downhill. Yeah. I'm the fear is gone. So even if it's you know, burying that fear or putting it aside, are you mm, saying that's an action? Or you're saying you've got to deal with it? No, you can't bury it. You can't bury no, it. No, burying the it'll fear. it'll come out later. Burying the fear is ignoring it. Uh-huh. You need to realize it's there. Uh-huh. Realize it's there and then take action in the face of it, right? Yeah. Being fearful is fine. Yeah. Some people refer to it as, you know, figuring out how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It's right. okay to be scared. You're going to be scared about some things. Yeah. And we're all so, in the same boat. You just take an action, though. Yeah. And, and you're, once you start actually going into it, you're going to realize 99% of the time, I'll just use the example of me walking up to a stranger who I don't know. Yeah. Fear, the fear I have is bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. I'm not going to walk up to somebody... And they're gonna be like, "Oh my God, why are you trying to talk to me, dude?" Like, unless I, it's I, me on a bad day, right? But. I can't, I can't stand you, right? <laughs> and even if they do do that, right. who cares? Yeah, who cares? That doesn't change. You it really doesn't matter. No, I just go talk to somebody else. Right. And then at the very worst, okay, I've learned. Okay, well now I know there's one person I shouldn't go talk to. Right. Right. And it's. And I think that's all good perspective, and, and yeah. I think that's the only way to be. That's one thing that's kind of worked out for me. It's just everything in perspective. You know, a few weeks back, I had this clown, no insurance, because, you know, I checked, threw a fucking milkshake uh-huh. at my car because he thought I cut him off. Oh, my God. And when I got out of the car, he looked at me like, oh, shit. <laughs> right? And even five years ago, I, I've told this story before. I would have fucking broke his windshield. No, you would have gone out and fought him, I would have yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but I lectured him, and it, and I got more out of it for my own personal soul. Yeah, yeah. And he actually kind of listened. Oh. And I said, "You, what you did was illegal, buddy, and yeah. you let your emotions overcome you. And I could have easily, you know, punched you in the face and, you know... I would have caused more damage to the car. That, that's more likely, you know. I would have like put dents in his, you know, right. just went ape shit. But I didn't, and I told him why I didn't. And he was in the car with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend was just kind of actually listening to me, going, <laughs> I, "I fucking told you, you know." Well, it's funny, you know. The, the, the woman was probably sitting there, like, "Oh my god, you threw a milkshake!" In. Yeah, <laughs> and I could have been like. I go, let me guess, you don't have insurance. And I was right, mm-hmm. you know. And I go, think about what you just did. Yeah. Yeah. I call the cops right now. I have your plate. You basically destroyed my car. How do I know you didn't ruin my paint job? How do I, you know. And I let him go, and that felt better for me and my soul. 
and the way I dealt with that particular situation. Right, man. So right. I think a lot of it is what you're saying is, is dead on, is face it. But, you know, in due time, everybody's got a different process. And right, right. You got to find what works for you. Yeah. You know? And one and thing I, I do like about what you said yesterday, at the end of the day, try to find stuff that is going to create uh, kind of a better well-being for the universe you live in. Yeah. Whether it's, and, and I think it's an attitude of servitude, right? Serving other people and and mm-hmm. somehow being of service. Like if everybody's got some kind of God-given talent, whether it's the gift of gab or the gift of reason or the gift of love, you know, put it out there in the ether. Right. No, and right. See where that's it gets exactly you right. Versus, mm-hmm. you know, anything that's going to be destructive. No, that's that's exactly. Lie, cheat, steal. Yeah. Harm others. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's exactly that. That's exactly it. That's the other thing I'm finding out through my journeys is, and I remember a pastor said this a lot. You know, in the church I go to, he'd say, "Hurt people, hurt people." No, that's you true. You know, right. and right. so when I right. see someone do something stupid or something that's you know going to be harmful to someone else, I kind of look at them and go, "Hey, you know, they're doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're they're hurting inside, or they want attention, or they're." And you don't know why, yeah. right? You're never, and you're never going to know right. why. So, and trying to pretend to know that I understand everybody's personal struggle—that's that's arrogant, you know. If I take that philosophy, yeah. so a lot of forgiveness. Yeah. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm human, right? Yeah. Shit still annoys the shit out of me. Like mm-hmm. there's stuff that annoys the crap out of me. Right, right. But how I deal with it, like you said earlier, is a mm-hmm. choice. Right. Right. And, and I choose not to let it aggravate me. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. shit that doesn't escape yeah. my brain easily. Yeah. You know, yeah, having yeah. this photographed memory, I always tell people, it's, photographic memory is a blessing and a curse. I remember right. minute details, but a lot of times stuff just sticks in my brain. That you rather on, not. Yeah, and I'm like, yep. why is this yep. in my brain? How do I remove it? No, I hear you, man. I hear you. I think There's, a lot of it is. There's sti- yeah, and, and it's like one of the things. That's the same. I deal with that all the time. I have, I kind of, I have, I have adult ADD, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> that's and, um, for sure. Di- it's a damn di- mouth again. Yeah, diagnosed. But I mean, that's that's. <laughs> yeah. I have a million thoughts in my head all the time, yeah. and there's sometimes where it's just you know it's it can be as stupid as like something something that happened in second grade, yeah, or first grade or second grade where it was super embarrassing for me, uh-huh. right? And I was really embarrassed, and I remember it to the detail. I didn't know. Yeah. Like to the to the minute detail, I remember exactly what happened, and and that's not only that moment in second grade, but things that happened in third grade and fourth grade, and every little thing all through high school, and stuff like that will always come crop up again. Yeah, and it's like you gotta you gotta figure out a way to kind of deal with that and get past it so it doesn't keep coming up. And now and now if that stuff comes up, so again, you relive like, it in your brain, you're saying, and then you start feeling the it's same. It's right, though. It's right there. It's like as far as like. Um, like my memory goes, but it, it can be a good thing too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, like if you were to ask me, it, it doesn't feel like any time has passed between today and you know when I was in second grade. Uh-huh. Interesting. I remember. I literally remember like it was yesterday, yeah. and that's just how. It's just kind of like how time works for me, you know. So you and I are very similar in that regard because I remember so vividly too, and images yeah, and yeah. pictures and feelings. Yeah. yeah. So as I do my own self-discovery, I'm finding out that a lot of the stuff that I've suppressed stand out vividly, and a lot of it is, yeah. like you say, it's interesting. I didn't deal with it. 
right. it just kept burying it you know and then it becomes suppressed and then it comes out and then we do stupid shit as adults mm -hmm. that we don't exactly yeah. know why we're yeah. doing it and it's because we felt a certain way about whether it's the way we feel about certain right. people the way they look or, or what they've done to us in the past right. or you've been told sometimes you've been told like since you were a kid you don't even realize it until yeah. you take the time to actually think about it but you've been told you're this person you've been told you're you're shy you've been told you're introverted uh -huh. you've been told you're slow uh, you've been told um, you know hey you can outwork everybody but you know, most other people are smarter than you right? but uh -huh. you can outwork it like lots of things like that you can, or you, you've been told your whole life um, money is bad. Money, you know, people who uh, people who have money, those are dude, those are people who have cheated. They're bad uh -huh. people, right? It's it's the little it's the little guy in the middle class. Those are the people who are good, right? Uh -huh. You don't want to trust people with money. All these little things, yeah. right? Can build, and there's a million other things that could, you could be told when you're a kid, right? Growing up, and not even by your a lot of this stuff isn't even told you by by your parents, right? The stuff I've just mentioned, I had great parents uh -huh. who filled my head with nothing. You know, they, they wanted they wanted nothing but the best for me, right? Yeah. Some of this stuff is like people you're around, kids, mm -hmm. other kids you're around, right? Teachers, yeah. Um, uh, grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins, whatever, who, whoever you're surrounded by, but you end up carrying all that into an adult, and that's who you chose. That's who you're. That's who you are, right? You haven't chosen to be this person. It's just been beaten into your head. You're this guy. It's like you've been conditioned in a way. Yes. You're this guy. You're shy. Uh -huh. You're shy. You don't like speaking in public. Yeah. You don't. You're uncomfortable uh, around people you don't know, right? But you don't have to be that guy. You can be whoever you want to be. Like right. in a second, you can choose to be whoever you want to be. So the people that believe it are the ones that become once you sedentary or, like, yeah, well, I, or I think, kind of. Once you realize you don't have to do that and you can just choose whatever you want to be, you could choose your you can choose your destiny, you can choose to do whatever you want, right? Once and you, you really, and you really that. and you really can. Yeah. You especially in this country, there's no excuse. Yeah. You can do whatever you want in this country, right? You can yeah. be whatever you want. Um, it's it's like the whole the whole game changes. So once you truly believe that in your heart of hearts and It's not even it. a matter of truly believing it. It it just is. It's a fact. You can do whatever you want. Yes. You put and, your mind to it and you choose to do and it. And you get to choose what any situation means. Yeah. You get to choose what any situation means. And I, I like that. One of the things that I've read in uh, recently um, is a lot of like stoic philosophy. Some of this is, is also appears in like Buddhism. Some of it even in Christianity. It all overlaps, right? Which I think shows why it's it's all kind of true because these are all these are all things that are just really really true. Is you know you get to you know um, you you get to choose who you know whatever what anything means in any moment. Like for instance, thank you. One of uh, one of uh, one of the, somebody who, who practiced stoicism a lot was a guy named uh, James Stockdale, and James Stockdale was um, shot down over Vietnam and he after he got shot down he could see you know he could see the, the North Vietnamese soldiers coming to take him and they had notoriously brutal prison camps uh -huh. and he knew before he was shot down he was told this is what you can expect you know and this is you know don't give up information right right they're gonna torture you they're gonna and the minute he got shot down he told himself all right 
I'm uh, now I'm I'm leaving the land of uh, I'm leaving the land of this airplane and the United States military and the world, and I'm entering the world of Epictetus, who's a famous who's a famous uh, Stoic philosopher. And you know what what he meant by that was he was in physically he was in a brutal prisoner of war camp. Physically, that's where he was, but his mind was wherever it wanted to be. They can't take us. They couldn't take his thoughts from him. He got to choose whatever it was, and he saw a lot of guys who were, you know, who didn't make it because they didn't control their thoughts. They were always thinking about, okay, what's what's going to happen in the future, right? Okay, we'll get out two months from now. We'll get out four months out. And he was always thinking, just reality. Look, I don't know when I'm going to get out. I am where I am right now. Yeah. But what I can do is I can choose to see this however I want to see it, and I, my mind doesn't have to be here. My mind can be somewhere else while they're doing all this to me. Right now, am I going to be? Is there going to be moments where I'm tortured and I'm in pain? Yeah, physically, there's going to be some pain. But I can choose to look at this as all right. I'm enduring this pain for a reason, and eventually, I'm going to be stronger for it and put his mind in a different place, and that's what he did. And that's how he got through it. He didn't delude himself with false hope. He didn't, you know, he didn't, um, he didn't complain about physically being stuck in the situation he was at. He just chose to focus on what he could control, which was himself, his mind. And, and so when you say, you know, when you choose to believe that, when you choose, it's really not a choice to believe. When you accept the reality, that your mind is your own. Possibilities right? are endless. Would you say? Right, right. And and, and there, there's a there's a there's another you know another parable I heard from in, in reading some of the Stoic writings, where you know this guy um, Alexander the Great is in the process of conquering the world, and he walks up to this um, as he's marching his army uh, through through the world on the way to conquering things. He gets to this river that he wants to cross, and Alexander's emissary, with Alexander standing right behind him, goes to this farmer, this guy, who has a, who has a cow, and he's he's having his cow drink from the stream, and Alexander's emissary says, "This is Alexander the Great. Move, get out of our way. Uh-huh. We're we're crossing the stream now. You need to move." And the farmer says, "I'll move after I, I'll move after I'm done drinking my." Yeah, uh, feeding my uh, feeding my cow here. Uh, he says, "How dare you? This is Alexander the Great. Yeah. You know, do you know what he's done? He has an army of a million guys behind him. He's conquered the world. He's done this. He's done that. Yeah. He has all these servants. Who are you? You have a. What have you done? Yeah. That you would say no to Alexander the Great? And the guy looks at him and he looks at Alexander the Great and he says, "You've conquered the world. I have conquered the need to conquer the world. Wow." You need all this stuff to be happy. Yeah. I don't need shit. Yeah. I'm happy with whatever I got. Yeah. With whatever I got. Right? And that's really the secret, man. You, you can choose to, if you're in, in that. That gets away fear of risk and losing things. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people are scared to lose everything if they if they start a business. Yeah. I Look, man, what's the worst thing that happens? You start a business and you lose everything. Okay. Start you over. lose everything. You start over. You have no money. You're poor, right? Yeah. I was, you know, I, I didn't, when I worked at Safeway, I didn't have a ton of money. Yeah. Right? 
Granted, I lived in my parents' house, but yeah. so it wasn't like yeah. abject poverty. Yeah. But that was, I was happy enough. Yeah. You, you can choose to be happy in any circumstance. I just had this conversation yeah. too about you know people saying I'm, I'm the hardest guy to shop for come Christmas time, right? Yeah, right, right. And right. I always tell people like, look, I'm not, and you know me, I've never been big on birthdays and presents and things like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And all I keep telling people is, you know, all that I, I want, I already have, and all that I need, I. Sure. I, I have all that I want in Yeah, me. yeah. I don't need anything, guys. I just, yeah. you know, time, friendship. That's all. That's yeah. all I really need, you know, so. I'm the same way, except when, like, an iPad comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I want a new except iPad. Except when something really cool, every, like. Every time a new the iPad. PS5. <laughs> or the new Xbox. So, so wrapping yeah. up. Yeah. What, what do you want our listeners to know? I mean, it's been a, it's been a great, great, you know, less than, what, 12-hour period where we've. I, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where do you want to leave our our, uh, our listening audience, our growing listening audience of well, close to twenty five hundred listeners now, which is crazy? But who, yeah, yeah, what do you want to leave them with, Billy? Oh gosh, you know, I, I don't know, man. I guess I would just say leaving here today, like right now, I would just I I don't know. With everything going on, I, I think I've kind of said it already. But um, you can choose to be you can choose to be fearful, or you can choose to move ahead cheerfully and just accept what's going on and, and try to make the best of it and and, uh, and live your life right and, and without without fear and I would just uh, just leave everybody with the idea of you know don't don't give in to fear don't give in to fear that's awesome and there you have it folks Billy Bob Lasser attorney at law and his words of wisdom for the world and the universe to absorb thanks Billy appreciate right. you <laughs>